0: thanks for joining us mentionables welcome to the new years what's up to the old ones if you are new to us and just listening go ahead and make sure you tune into some of the older episodes if you got the time for it you know maybe catch last week's maybe uh check out the mentionable mishaps and misadventures we've had a lot of good comments and good takes yeah, on that good feedback on that yeah.
1: one. there was a pretty great story in there about uh ryan almost pooping on me yeah so. we gotta bring that up of course <laughs>
0: thanks <laughs> solid solid intro guys way to bring it in strong <laughs> best way
1: to spread the word about us is via word of mouth uh and talkie or talkie. on social media Ducky, uh, ducky. You know, we don't really spend money on advertising or anything like that. Uh, We've done, like, a $5 Facebook thing in the past because it was free and shit. But, yeah, uh, you know, tell people about us or go and check us out on... On the Facebook. Uh... Show your
0: family. You know, guys, the holidays, I hate to say it, but they're coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think the best gift you could give your loved ones for um, Christmas. Not and not to mention mixtape. And not to mention hot fire mixtape right there.
1: Yeah, pick all of your favorite episodes and you can give it to them and say, this is all of my favorite episodes of everybody's
0: favorite podcast, not to mention podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, like you mentioned, check out our Facebook. Go ahead and give us a share, a follow, whatever. Comment something stupid
1: on one of our posts. Who cares? Yeah.
2: Uh, this week I updated the website, so it's uh, it's pretty much up to date at this point. There is enough- yeah, up to date. I Except mean,
1: Ryan and I are still procrastinating on getting our picture and bio up there. Honestly,
0: I really like true. the fact that's that it's true. just Josh's, Josh's about <laughs> and then it has our names, but we're just mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> and the blog is
2: actually, which is new to the website, is actually kind of half done and in con- It's in construction still, but. I guess it's not complete, but the archive, <laughs> the archive page is definitely up to date, and uh, we'll, you know, I I update that every week when we release a new episode. But if you really like uh, all of our episodes, or if you like uh, an episode with a guest, and you want to go through and listen to all of our guest episodes. Uh, I have them laid out. We have them laid out in a list, uh, like a playlist format, so you have all the links right there for each one of those. If you really like our mentionable mystery series, friendly. Yep, yep, yep. User Uh, friendly. If you like the mentionable mystery series, you can check that one out too. It's in a playlist sort of format as well.
0: So when we started doing this, you know, it all felt really good. Still does. Don't get me wrong. It was. It's been really fun. But lately, I mean, maybe it's just me, but shit's been getting a little weird. We've been doing a lot of topics that like. I didn't think I was gonna lose sleep because of the podcast. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was gonna be. Oh, this has been fun. It's been really nice talking to you guys, sitting around having some good goofs and laughs. But then there's the other side of it where like, it just kind of gets getting like keeps getting weird and fucked up, and it really messes with my head sometimes. You're yeah. talking about the uh, glitch in the matrix episode in particular. Yeah, in particular. I mean, there's just there's been a few. I mean, even the the key lime pie. Yeah, like I mean, maybe that's just more simulation shit. If you really think about it, but
2: yeah, the Kanye's quest was crazy. I uh, I even think truly tonight, even I think I heard both of you say, "No, this is just getting too weird. I I can't." Yeah, no, this this that. episode
1: was definitely fucking with my head a little bit too. back mentionables i'm josh i'm ryan and i'm colin this week we're gonna revisit one of our older formats one of the things that we like to do the most that we have a lot of fun with we find a weird topic and then we kind of make a list of things that we've found or researched um this week unexplained science yep we are here to explain what science cannot
0: yeah or attempt to uh to further the knowledge of what we don't have the knowledge of yeah we're gonna find out what we don't know What what we know we don't know. (laughs) How many different ways can we say it? Jesus. I'm
1: starting us off with butterflies. Monarch
0: pretty butterfly.
1: Monarch Butterfly Migration.
0: Why do I think of a Pixar movie when I hear butterfly? Like the big fat caterpillar? Yeah, Bug's Life. We've talked about hey, we've talked about Bug's Life is uh that's actually next one's being on Mars. Working on that still. Oh, you mean the next Bugs Life movie? Yeah, Bugs Life 2. Yeah, but that's going to be on Mars, yeah. Yes. Maybe,
1: didn't they already make a Bugs Life 2, though?
0: Did so they? So, like, 2.5. Did they do that? I don't know. Maybe they no, did. Maybe have no they idea. Yeah. That's unacceptable. That movie didn't need a second one okay sorry sorry uh monarch butterfly migration
1: ranks as one of the longest migrations among all animals from northern u.s and southern canada converging to a pinpoint spot in the mexican mountains thousands of miles away what makes this remarkable is that the generation that leaves mexico in the spring will give rise to three generations on the way north each generation dies after mating and it is the third generation sometimes fourth i think i read that will travel south in the fall to make it in time to winter over in Mexico. It is not known how they travel thousands of miles south to that very With specific like place. Three
2: generations in between. Yeah.
0: Wow. Huh. Like, shit, you do we're on number one. I'm yeah, already, no, that's like, pretty good because, you know, uh-huh. with,
2: like, uh, ducks or geese or whatever, usually the, there's, like, the flying V, usually the, the kind of patriarch or monarch of the flock is at the head of the flying V, right? Isn't that kind of, like, how Well, it that's works? what
1: I was going to say, say. Like, it's hard enough to explain the migration of birds and shit. Right. Now you've got several generations somehow just know where to go. How the fuck? Furthermore, scientists have noticed a zigzag in their migration that is kind of pointless and they've theorized that it's because they're dodging a mountain that is no longer there
2: oh weird so like that's instead trippy. of doing like a st- like as the you know as the crow flies i guess quote unquote like a straight
1: point from yeah. a to b there there's like this weird fucking zigzag in their huh. pattern that doesn't that's that's pointless basically what? that's kind
2: of interesting to think that it's maybe from like uh now non-existent landscape that they're navigating around that you know now, right
0: now see this is what i hate about this episode already is it's just pure speculation because i want you know right. do you well, think... like i
2: said we're going to explain yeah yeah how so do you think things work when it's something cannot... of
0: instinct like there's there's a, a magnetic pole that's taking him there or do you think it's like a you know bubby sits uh little little timmy down and explains <laughs> to him this is the route you have to take in order to get there, and yeah, before actually, you die, uh, you have to tell your kids. Yeah, actually, butterflies can talk. They're just right, keeping it right. a well, secret from you know, us. Maybe they, they have
1: their own, I, you know,
0: Perhaps
2: whatever. even yeah. a written language. That yes. There's manuscripts, butterfly manuscripts
0: explaining. Um, we haven't found them yet, but we're looking for the ancient butterfly, butterfly hieroglyphics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I really do. Uh, I enjoyed that, that theory, though, <laughs> about Dude. magnets, even though it's, it's kind of wacky and off the wall, and, you know, there's probably not at all uh plausible but i do like that idea because i even i read something about uh how cows will eat facing either north or south and it's something about like some sort of magnetism no shit or sensitivity to magnetism that's
0: the whole thing with like uh if you haven't listened to shark bait make sure you go and check out that episode shark week episode uh that's also we talked about uh how the magnetic pole of how like sharks get around oceans, right? You know, yeah, right. Yeah. So about...
2: actually, that's not. Yeah, that's that. I feel they like theorize. that's probably not. They're not even
0: far off, sure on that, out. right? Or I thought that was one that was. Yeah, like, I that mean, was an unknown. They I mean, weren't.
1: sharks are pretty hard to study, so yeah, I think that's still kind of just theory.
0: Fucking. Ugh. Uh, one so, down,
1: ladies and gentlemen. One down. So kind of tying into that uh, is the transformation of, or transformation, the transfer of information from Caterpillar to Butterfly is very unexplained, and uh, they prove that there is transfer of information by exposing a caterpillar to a certain scent and then getting that caterpillar to equate that scent with something negative. And then when the caterpillar okay. released- a beautiful it, butterfly. Yeah, I mean, basically what happens when a caterpillar does its metamorphosis is it, it covers itself in enzymes turns into a goo and then that goo reconstructs itself as a butterfly and at the end of that transformation it still was uh having an adverse reaction
0: to that scent so you're telling me um the butterfly and the caterpillar as we would assume are one they're not two separate lives well yeah yeah correct so like it remembers its past caterpillar life
1: yeah after turning into goo which After turning into, basically, ecto-cooler.
0: Ecto-cooler. <laughs> nice.
1: Gross. <laughs> we all know the brain is fucked for a lot of reasons, and there were a lot of things we could have dove into regarding the brain, but the one that I found the most fascinating when looking things up was uh, vision stability. Scientists can't explain how our brain is able to make our vision seem, you know, from our perspective, stable. So think about like a camera, someone like running or walking with
0: a camera, it shakes a lot, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. You're talking like like the gyroscope. I kind was just of gonna idea. say, so there's
2: some sort of gyroscopic effect going on so, with our eyeballs.
1: What's actually happening? And they wait. I thought you said they can't explain. They not it. not fully. They, <laughs> Don't you be telling me how <laughs> this shit works? No, no. So here's the deal: they know that it has to do with the brain's ability to predict. Uh, basically your eyes are darting around like 20 times a fucking second. You know, you're constantly moving around the room with your vision, uh, especially when you're doing things like reading, your eyes are just all over the fucking place and your brain is changing its visual attention before your eyes actually move. So, like, if you were going to move So, your my brain's eye doing place, some minority report shit. Yeah, basically. It's trying to. It, it changes its attention to where your eyes are moving to before your eyes right. actually move to that spot. Or at
2: least, at the very least, definitely like a filter going oh, on. Oh, stop uh, it. And then For it's taking
1: all of that and piecing it together, and somehow its ability to predict the movement of your eyes <sighs> right, is helping right. stability with your vision.
2: Yeah, it's got like a, a shake,
1: a camera shake negation on yeah, it or yeah. something.
0: Science. <laughs> God
1: damn it dude. The brain is fucked. So here's another reason the brain is fucked.
2: Uh <laughs> Great, you know, my, thi- my theory for the eyeballs was actually I'm I'm thinking I'm like, well, they're squishy. Like if you ever you got a lot of like room if you ever push on your eyeball like it, there's a lot of bounce in there.
0: Maybe there's a little two there's a little dudes with like holding the gyroscope of the camera of our eyeballs it's suspension you was just really stoner good thoughts with ryan <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one was shouldn't out there <laughs> shouldn't have taken that dab earlier what's up osmosis jones if you put on goggles that
1: turn your vision upside down with mirrors and such uh and wear it long enough your brain will actually correct for that and you'll start seeing things right side up after a long enough period of time uh, they said in the experiment that it took like a couple of weeks but it's been recreated people have done it there's other things that you can do uh, like would do that for a week like flip left and right uh, vision so like everything is opposite your brain will correct for that too it's able to just compensate for weird input basically.
2: I don't know, I mean, who knows about the study, I guess, or you know, they must have had some volunteers for that I I suppose, Uh, I'm not sure, but
1: I think it was a scientist and his partner and, you
2: know, yeah uh, That sounds awful, I hate being upside down. Apparently it's pretty easy to
1: replicate, like I saw a dude uh, in a forum who was like, yeah, I did this when I was younger as an experiment, just to see And like, you walk around like
0: that for a week?
1: At first, apparently it's really rough, as you can imagine. Yeah, I think I would get sick. you, You acclimate to it pretty quickly yeah. apparently the fucked up part is when you take the goggles off then you've got to reacclimate. so your vision is going to be fucked up for a little bit afterward yeah. now this one is kind of almost uh philosophical uh more than it is scientific but it's something that science just won't really be able to explain for us i liked uh the way like w- the meaning of life yes okay i like the way that one person explained it <laughs> is is my you're thinking 42 aren't you? yeah. <laughs> is my purple your purple so ryan and i have had this discussion quite a few times do we all perceive color the same Is my red your red uh does white look the same as white does to you for me uh ryan claims that he thinks there is definitely some sort of
0: uh variable there yeah i think so because i mean for one we know people can be colorblind okay yeah thank
2: you for bringing that up that was going to be what i chimed in thinking
0: and i also do think i don't know i've always thought you know you train your your eyes to do certain things you know somebody who's uh somebody who's like a dead shot you know they they've, they've worked trained, they've, they've trained yeah. their eye to do that somebody who's an artist and works with colors their entire life can train to say, notice those yeah. subtle differences i feel in, like they see color. that okay yeah
2: know? well and then you know if they're i i feel like there's got to be varying degrees of color blindness too you know yeah, and of maybe course there are. you know i have no idea there's probably studies done like uh, of how like widespread that is but like undiagnosed like colorblindness to a varying degree that's got to be a thing, right? I don't right? know.
0: Maybe yeah. somebody thinks I sound really dumb, but, uh, you know, maybe, you know, kind of like hearing loss, like you can lose certain pitches, like you can lose certain shades, I was going to say know? the
1: opposite, the ability to uh, train yourself to have perfect pitch. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Same, I guess maybe the same way, you know, maybe that's the same thing, because I've always thought, and this is just a weird thought, but I do remember when I started doing lighting, and, like, staring at colors all the time and, like, having these bright lights. I do remember, like, walking into, like, a gas station or a grocery store once and, like, thinking how vibrant everything looked. And, you know, I didn't really always say that that had to do with the fact that I was doing lighting or whatever. But I think it was just because I was paying attention to colors more. Yeah. So my brain yeah. noticed it's the colors more. It's something you were thinking
1: more. about more often. Right. Um, I do remember you telling me that you had thought that people see slightly differently anyway because you would have people walk up to you and say like oh that's a nice orange and you'd be like this is clearly red right now yeah or they would walk up and say like oh that's a really nice uh you know purple or something and you're like this, that's magenta yeah like not even close not buddy. yeah
0: definitely has happened a few times but i also think people just mistake uh you know color because like well yeah what do you label you know cyan and teal and blue and baby blue sky blue you know people have a different term for a lot of different but i do remember in particular the orange and And maybe not even a different colorblind
2: maybe not even just different terms but also different uh like because i think color is kind of like very conceptual but like a different thought that they associate with a certain color right you know whether that's correct or incorrect i don't you know but when it
1: comes down to it there's no way to prove that when I look at red, right, it might be what looks like purple to you. You know, right. like there's no way for us to know because yeah. you can't Josh, see somebody else's Josh is else's seeing a hot experience.
0: pink and you're seeing a red. Is this? The, are we going to talk about the dress where everybody saw blue? <laughs> yeah, I thought about yeah. that. I thought about that, and I also thought about um. You know, we've the dress talked, is blue. We found it's fucking white and gold.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know that we have talked about it on the podcast necessarily, but we've definitely talked a whole bunch of times about uh, like blind people and
1: that their concept of color and vision you know well there's there's those different things, so kinds that, of blindness there's right blindness where you see black and then there's blindness where you just don't see uh which is a whole nother fucking t- yeah that's, 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 oh that's not God. what we're we doing we right now my point my point being that is <laughs> that that is i feel like that
2: supports my little thought that uh you know color is very conceptual right
1: last but not least laughter why do we laugh?
0: Because things are funny. I've thought about that one a lot. Actually. Yeah,
1: it's funny. why do we feel the why do we feel it's necessary to
0: like push error out? Because of Because humans are selfish lungs. and they love validation. <laughs> so when you laugh, you get people's attention.
1: Actually, you're kind of not far off with some of the theories. <laughs> uh, one of them was that it's a social thing like we're we're looking to build relationships with each other and one way that they observed that is by making a uh, kind of like drawing a parallel between, Uh, chimpanzees and apes and stuff when they're having fun or joking around or playing they're doing the laughing and stuff and they actually noticed in a study where they went out and just recorded people laughing like they would observe people until they noticed them laugh and then write down what was it they laughed at most of the time when we laugh it's not at a joke it's at something really mundane that somebody said like oh done with your test huh (laughs) Yep, sure am like it's it's a lot of the time they think it's just a social a a, a social way to like build bonds with each other yeah create
0: create that vibe it's a you know it's all about the uh the uh the waves you know what i mean the sound waves. well i could see it being (laughs) um
2: somewhat at least related to uh it's almost like body language you know like relaying what sort of feeling you yeah. are trying to convey it's the same as like texting where you put lol at the end you're, you're tossing that so they vibe know that out. they that you're joking it's
1: just weird though like why instinctually is that the way that we do right, that right well and just the the well, act of laughing counts. in and
0: of itself like <laughs> like that's just a strange if you want i can start picking up place. pots and pans and smashing them together for you yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah that's that's the
1: way that you do it now uh I do like the Calvin and Hobbes explanation. Uh, he says maybe it's because if we didn't laugh, we wouldn't know what else to do but cry. Yeah. Oh,
2: that, Jesus. No, just
1: a uh, uh, fucking uh, some I,
2: amazing philosophy
1: coming out of Calvin and Hobbes. That's that's uh, why that's like absolutely. the number one by the toilet book ever. <laughs> I will amend that. I think I think he says the reason we laugh at things that are absurd is be, yeah. yeah, yeah, that does make some
0: that does make what? Make it smell that?
1: I don't
2: know. know.
0: All right, yes. Josh, I think we're on to you. Yeah? Okay. I like how this turned into things that science can't explain to uh, things that the DeWitts are going to explain to you.
2: No, yep. that's that's why we're here, uh, is to uh, explain what we- science cannot.
1: Science is in the title, which I think is a good indication of the fact that we are not qualified to talk about <laughs> it. But. <laughs> In case you missed the intro to one of our previous episodes, that was pretty recently, uh Josh and I are told pretty often that we sound way too alike. Uh so that was Colin and uh yep. this is Josh. Yeah, this, this is Josh. No. This is Josh. Wait. I'm not Josh. No, no, though. wait, this isn't Josh. This That's isn't, Josh. This yet. is Josh. <laughs> Coming up next is Josh. <laughs> you could stop saying this is Josh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you guys know, um, I think we've all been on a bicycle and rode without your hands on the handlebars. Uh, It seems like magic when you're a little kid and actually maybe not really all that far off because as far as I could tell, uh, there's, it's not that science can't explain how we can ride a bike without handle or with your hands, uh, not on the handlebars. It's more of that it can't explain exactly why bicycles being such a uh, kind of top heavy with us on top of it, especially vehicle with only two wheels, how incredibly stable they are. So um, Ryan had mentioned it before we started recording the episode, and one of the things that I was really—they—and I have no idea whether this is true or not—I really do want to try it. But uh, what I read was that you can take uh, the wheel, the tire off of uh, the wheel off of a uh, bicycle, and you can spin it between your two fingers, and you can try to uh, like twist it or rotate it in one direction or the other, and there's like a resistance. From the wheel spinning, which I, I would assume is some sort of trim, uh, centripetal force, you yeah, know, right, right. keeping it more stable. Um, but then the really cool thing is that you can let go one side of the axle and have like one finger underneath the other side of the axle and it will basically magically stay in place. What like the like someone else is holding it on the other side.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay, so uh,
1: so it's keeping it upright, basically. Right, and we don't have a whole lot of an. We explanation don't have an
2: actual ex- explanation why. for why the why it is yeah. stable there. So like yours
0: that. went way more in depth than mine did. Mine was just saying that scientists would like take a bike and you would push it, and they were basically saying that as long as the bike wouldn't have, as if, if it doesn't lose speed, it will always stay up. Yeah, and right, so like
2: right. And I don't know if they've, like, I don't think you can actually do this, but the thought is that if you put, like, a, a motor, a small motor on a bike and put it on a treadmill, that it could basically ride it, drive itself. Yeah. W- right. Which is basically
1: unexplainable.
0: Yeah. Fucking. As
1: long man. as the treadmill treadmill were infinite and it could turn right, wherever right. it needed to randomly. It will basically it will... drive itself. Yeah. Weird.
2: Uh, There have been some recent discoveries in the scientific community, they're making a little bit of ground, figuring out exactly how it is that Wile E. Coyote falls off of a cliff and survives, or how Bugs Bunny gets smashed by a piano. <laughs> and, you talking you know,
0: about Cartoon Network right now. Yeah,
2: how can you be shot with buckshot and then water just <laughs> falls out like a sieve?
0: How is Keith Richards still alive? God damn <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> Honestly, okay. So when I looked these up, I typed in "weird shit science can't explain." I don't know what you guys typed in, but I didn't get anything funny like that. I Why didn't...
1: do kids love the taste of cinnamon toast crunch? Uh, see,
0: okay. Well, I can I can
2: easily explain this one, and uh, I don't need science to do it either. It's because I was looking at a question on Cora. What is there anything that science cannot explain? <laughs> <laughs> Just an open ended question. Somebody gave you Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Oh, one of them. I mean, I've I've sifted through hundreds, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The next one that I had is Savant Syndrome. And I think that we're all pretty familiar with that, but just to like a real quick glance over it, uh, there's congenital Savant Syndrome, which the abilities usually surface in early childhood, and that would be, you know, examples would be autism and things like that. Right. Um, then there is an acquired savant syndrome, and this ability usually will appear after, like, a severe head injury, after a stroke, or after, like, some other central nervous yeah, system. Yeah, you incident. wake up
0: with that ability. Yeah, yeah and it, dude. It's,
2: same, it's the same sort of concept as the... You know the the ones that are acquired through disability or congenital, where it, there's some some sort of displacement in the disability that that moves some, right? You know, right. sparks some sort of genius for whatever reason.
0: Now I really wish that you could be like selective with that, because if that was the case, I would have told you guys years ago, like smack me upside the head with that baseball I bat again.
2: I was going to say we were definitely going to have to <laughs> have an experiment and find out, because
0: I mean, really, if you think about that, like it's like All right, Ryan, let's <laughs> go, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm it, looking to hey. Today, I want to be really good at cooking. So if you All could right. just, just just think two really by four hard over about... the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go ahead?
1: We'll just we'll just take mm-hmm. you to the kitchen. Cooking, cooking Bobby. Think Flay, about Bobby cooking Flay, really Flay, Bobby hard. Flay, Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Josh will throw <laughs> flour in your face right as I hit you over the. Yeah, head. that's
2: it's yeah. definitely going to yeah, be go. going up on YouTube. Too, Bobby Flay, so we'll Rachel, Ray, Bobby Flay, Flay you Rachel
0: Ray. Bobby Flay,
1: Rachel Ryan's Ray. Bobby Flay, Rachel Ray. Brian's gonna wake up just thinking he's. Rachel Ray? <laughs>
2: no, but in all seriousness, you know, my thought Rachel is, Ray
0: stuck on her fucking dog food infomercial, you know what I mean? <laughs> nice, yeah.
2: Um, my thought was, you know, they, do we really seriously all have, like, some sort of dormant superpower lying, you know, just oh, waiting to yeah. be unlocked with a two-by-four upside the head? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, That's a weird concept. Right, right. And, um... What, what, what are you just, like, jogging the neural pathways to, like, accidentally be better Smart. like how yeah. does that how yeah. does that work <laughs> and so
2: okay i'll you be just wake i'll up be honest and play music that i'm not 100 that, that that those two examples really fit in the science can't explain category because i couldn't really i didn't find anything conclusive but i couldn't really find anything that said that science can't explain why congenital uh, savant syndrome is a thing right but to pull it all together my last one there is sudden savant syndrome and this is just a spontaneous, epiphany-like moment where they will just...
1: It just clicks.
2: Yeah, it, it just... All of a sudden, there's some sort of spark of genius that they acquire.
0: Now, isn't that weird? I mean, I know that's the whole point of this episode, but now, isn't there just something wrong? Like, we have worked our whole lives doing, like, music or or whatever, you know, playing video games even, whatever perfection... Whatever we've tried to do, whatever we want to do, you have to learn it. Isn't it just weird to think that somebody might just wake up one day who was a cheerleader throughout high school, has never even looked at a note of music, but... All of, all of a sudden is able can to understand, it. understand right, it. Right,
2: and you're exactly right too because of talking, a lot of them... It's a
0: human concept. Right, and a you know, lot of those like, are, are math. I mean, I guess maybe not human concept. To a certain... But you it, get what I mean. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's I'm not just, in the room. It's okay. No, no, it's, my it's, mind's just getting <laughs> fucked up again, man. But a lot of them, the
2: examples were like math and music and, uh, you know, oh. arts. So that, that, a lot of times that's... Not always, but a yeah. lot of times that's where they... It's just so and,
1: you know, The the thing about that that really blows my mind and kind of irks me a little bit is like uh, particularly a bit I saw on like one of the morning talk shows where a ten year old was able to play the trumpet on par with Wynton Marsalis, and it's like how is he able to do that not just mentally but physically? Yeah, like the amount of training that it takes. For your lips to be able to play in that range for a long period of time usually takes people like decades to do, and he's only a decade old. Right,
2: right. And there were, um, you know, there were a bunch of qualifiers, like qualifications that uh, that really all of the Sudden Savant Syndrome had in common. And usually it was uh, that they had no knowledge or very little knowledge, professional knowledge in whatever it was that they, you know, whatever genius that they had or acquired. That they a lot of times felt that there was they were there was like a fear of the illness itself because they thought that they were going crazy or something was wrong. You know, I could see that. Uh, um, yeah. that uh,
1: like you think you understand everything all of a sudden and you're like, no, this, no, this can't, can't be, be right. right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't. There were yeah. a
2: bunch of other things, but it's not just you know just to like. To differentiate, it's not just, well, okay, I'm a savant now because I've you know trained in this for so many years, like an Olympic athlete or something. Oh, yeah. That's not the, quite the same thing. But So I have a, a quick example from scientificamerican.com. This is the case of MF, and I'm assuming they kept her name uh, anonymous for different reasons, I guess. But uh, this 43-year-old woman woke up one night in December 2016 with what she called the urgent need to draw a multitude of triangles. which which quickly evolved to a web of complex abstract designs. Aliens. Aliens. She says, I stayed up into the morning with a compulsive need to draw, which continued over the next three days, at an intense level. She had no prior interest or training in art. By the third day, she was working on a piece of art. She named the Mayan, which took her two weeks to complete. What? Three months later, she had created 15 pieces whose styles were reminiscent of artists, including Frida Kahlo and Picasso. What she presently spends about eight hours a day on her craft, in addition to her work as a real real estate agent, incorporated into most of her pieces are uh, uh, pieces of art is a mandalic style, which she was totally unaware of prior to her sudden art ability.
0: How? What? How do you just no like wake idea. up with an urge to do this stuff? And
2: there were so there was a, a just a huge amount of these sort of examples. I just kind of picked one that I thought was really interesting. But this happens. I'm not gonna say it happens all the time or it's really common,
1: but this sort of thing is common is enough,
2: more common than you would think. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure.
1: Uh, this reminded me of something that I forgot to mention earlier, but it's kind of along the same line. Uh, I was talking about your vision being able to compensate for you know being upside down or having left and right switched and stuff like that. Right. There are teachers who have found that without trying, they have trained themselves to read upside down. Why like, would you do that? Anyways? Papers, papers on your desk are sitting upside down and stuff, and you just okay. read oh, it. Oh as man, is. I'm really
2: glad like, you brought this up because this actually this is a weird, um, kind of a gamer uh, specific thought, but. Have you guys ever tried to play video games laying down, like completely prone, like sideways? I really don't like it. I I I can do it, but it's just not great. Yeah, no,
1: it doesn't feel right. Even like the
2: the reading is kind of, you know, like once again, I like I said, I can do it, but it just doesn't. It's hard. It's difficult. But yeah, I guess lay down and play
1: video games for a week, and
0: you'll probably feel. uh, Eventually, you'd get it, right? yeah. 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 Yeah, and eventually, your back will start to hurt, and you'll be in tons of pain more than you already are.
2: So this one definitely blew my mind, and I'm positive that it will yours as well. Uh, This is called the Voynich Manuscript. The what? The Voynich Manuscript. Voynich? (laughs) Voynich? It's it's a manuscript dated to have been from early 15th century, and it is from, uh, I believe, Russia. No, it was from a a Polish um, book dealer, and so it's named after him. uh, um, I believe his name was something, Voynich. But it's a, uh, it's a book, about 250, 240 pages, with uh, some pages missing.
0: I think I've... I've I keep going. Yeah.
2: Most of the pages have weird illustrations. Some of yeah. them show some people. Uh, others show fictitious plants. Like, totally... Not even real plants, uh, astrological symbols, or like you know, zodiac kind of looking symbols. Okay. And the big one is that the entire thing is written in a some sort of codex or, or language that is not known to man and no scientists still cannot decipher not translated it. no Correct. nobody has any that's idea one what of this the, language that's is. actually
0: one of the few books that they have never been able to translate and it's just one book
1: like it hasn't been like
2: right yeah made, it's, it's actually it's in i mean i don't know if maybe they um maybe like, like copies, republished it or yeah. something right, but the, right. the original manuscript is at yale Okay. In the, the yellow wow, library. Fucking, so, cool.
0: Yeah, I have seen that one before, actually. And that, I mean, I, you know that's just some fucking jokers. Well, like,
2: and that's a lot of the conspiracy, or a lot of the theories revolving around it did say that it's either one of, like, history's most, like,
1: successful, elaborate hoaxes. Like, or, you know, it's written... I, I mean, I you gotta give them credit if it is just a hoax. Like, you nailed it. You pulled it off. <laughs>
0: Biggest troll. Hundreds of years later, Not even, we're right. still talking Not about Not even troll shit. of the century, dude. We're talking troll of a fucking world's lifetime. Yeah, yeah. like, honestly, you're a fucking legend. This dude's on another level. <laughs> right, well,
1: and, like, a lot of
2: the uh, theories that I saw trying to, like, um to, I guess, debunk it were or uh, what would you call that like decipher it yeah yeah we're saying that uh it was a one of them i saw was a woman's medical manuscript so like a manual for women's health okay um
1: how old do they think it is though did early this... 15th
2: century is where it was okay. I, i'm thinking carbon dated and
1: and was it contemporary with the guy who was selling it did he write the book or was he just the guy who sold it he's just a, a book dealer that bought it he purchased okay. it in 1912 okay, and it was okay. named
2: after him it really that's the only significance that this specific polish book dealer has in right. the story is that is that that's where it surfaced it basically yeah, yeah. okay He smelt it, he dealt it. He smelt it, he dealt it. You got it. Uh, I took a look at like a whole bunch of the illustrations, and at some point or another, I'll show them to you guys, but I saw everything from naked people. I just wrote down in my notes, I saw naked people. Uh, (laughs) I see naked people. I Uh, I saw some naked people. Um, I saw a lot of alien-looking plants. Bruce Willis is
1: naked right now. Oh, God. (laughs)
2: not okay uh really goofy looking plants it looked like something that you would see like out I, it, they weren't like sunflowers or flowers that right. were easily recognizable they looked totally goofy they would you say anything. alien or more
1: goofy than alien i would describe them as alien but that's nice. just me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there Love were a that.
2: lot of like weird charts with zodiac symbols on them it kind of looked like you know the zodiac chart maybe yeah. uh but it, they weren't like the ident- the actual zodiac symbols uh-huh. uh i even saw a dragon. Or something that definitely looked very much like a dragon. dragon. Yeah, for sure. So I might, you know either a hoax or or maybe women's health manual i don't know but (laughs) i mean the obvious conspiracy theory (laughs) is that this is a manuscript from some other planet or some other alien civilization which is obviously the one i subscribe to now (laughs) you
1: said naked people did the naked people look like humans or they did look very human
2: like i will say that it wasn't the person did not the, the illustrator did not have a uh a really like a huge
1: amount of skill <laughs> they were uh, roughly drawn now you said this guy bought it in the 1900s and it was dated to the 1500s right uh, 1912 like I believe was okay. when he purchased it yeah okay man that's that. It, it really does make you wonder though like in you know 99% chance that this is all just a huge fucking troll but like there's still that one percent that it's not and if it's not just a huge troll, like what what the fuck is
2: going on? The in fucking these, purpose in these pictures of this or book? in this language. Like yeah. what
1: what what are you doing? Right. Why? Who? I mean Tell uh, me more. Maybe maybe it's Atlantean uh Tell me the truth. I mean, I don't know, if it's been dated to the fifteen hundreds, then what could it be? The truth you know? is out there, Kyle. Is it? <laughs> isn't that like an x-files reference i think, Come yeah, on, guys. I think something like that but yeah.
2: i had one more mentionable honor i didn't really feel that it fit the part for the episode because it wasn't really a like scientifically unexplainable phenomenon but there is a village in india which has absolutely no doors in the entire village and that includes all commercial uh buildings that even includes a bank in this village no doors no doors and apparently, it, I think it has a lot to do with some sort of, uh, like, uh, Hindu spirituality. Okay. Or, uh, belief in their deity that will, like, protect them or something like that, but they're... Got an
1: open-door policy.
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, strict, and... strict open-door policy there.
1: Very strict.
2: I guess I would say that it probably is located in, like, the lowest crime, uh, areas in the world. I was just gonna Because say... I did see that there were some reported crimes, especially more recently, like, uh, most recently. Or, uh... I guess, like, furthest back that I saw was 2011. Okay. Um, with some thefts of, of, like, money and and artifacts out of temples and things like that. So there is crime that has happened, probably because of its, uh, getting famous because of having no fucking doors. Quit telling people (laughs) (laughs) no
1: doors. God damn it, Josh, we're gonna have to edit this out. We don't want (laughs) to tell people about the no doors. (laughs) Oh no, what have I done? (laughs) Okay, uh here's a good business idea business corner time oh jesus christ let's sell these people some doors oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the door market in that village is out of control <laughs> let's open a door store no i Look, did you think can the... put the
0: ac in you keep that cold air in people will stop robbing you yeah yeah I there's a lot of good reasons to have doors
2: no absolutely that is exactly what i thought you know i almost forgot about this but i did think you know as if this is hey, a check new this concept out. check
0: this out you can take a shit
1: and, and nobody nobody's going to you. you. We're talking about this <laughs> no, as if real, nobody's they're... ever bought this up to them
0: before.
2: Right, like, yeah. oh,
0: what? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, I do really believe, like, security is not the single reason for a door in a structure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, keeping critters out and things like that It would be... You know, we play survival video games, we know that if you build a shelter and it doesn't have a door, it's not doing you a whole hell of a nope. lot of good. Nope. Yep. You know what I mean? So, it, I as much as I do understand the whole crime or non-crime issue, well, and crime spirituality, non-issue and stuff like that. Right, I, I understand that, but it's just like, okay, well, it's kind of an essential part of a
1: structure. I mean, how are you going to be one with nature when you got doors, bro?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, do you do either of you know uh I know all. So cry- cryogenically freezing, right? Right. That's what that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cryogenics. yeah. Yes. This, this is my speciality. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so. Gotcha. Is that a real thing? Right. That's not a real thing. I right? wouldn't think so. Except it's not for, real. Except for in animals. Right. Wait, what? So like they've done it to animals? Well, there are certain animals like Or up.
2: maybe even just like one. Are you portion, talking like hibernation
1: essentially? Yeah, kind of. Basically, uh, frogs. There's a type of frog that, that can, can freeze, freeze itself, stop its heart, yes. the huh, whole nine yes. yards. That's dope. And then when dope. temperature gets warmer, it thaws out and its heart starts again. It's okay. fucking weird.
0: Okay. Well, fun fact for you guys, uh, That's this lady. Jean Hilliard remembers, uh, all she remembers is blackness, falling asleep, and then waking up. Unbeknownst to her, doctors had declared Hilliard a medical miracle after she recovered from being frozen for six hours in sub-zero temperatures. What? Indeed, the baffling what? case of the hibernating woman remains a medical marvel nearly 40 years later. I've, I've heard something similar about a kid who
1: drowned... Uh, after falling through ice, and they were able to revive him some like five hours later or some shit Jeez. because the cold. Was head.
2: there any sort of like uh you know I mean brain damage or or like like sustained I mean, damage from it?
0: I didn't read everything. I got basically that she had like there was a car accident. She was going to a friend's place or like that she had gone into a ditch. Uh, I, she went to go sit down somewhere says at dawn around 7 a.m nelson woke up with a woman he'd brought home the night before he then noticed a little hunk in his snow-covered lawn about 15 feet from his door it was hilliard in a coat and mittens
1: okay so she was
0: outside in frozen temperatures sub-zero temperatures and that's basically what saved her life yeah, well, I guess. I mean, it said that she was medically pronounced dead for six hours. Oh, right. like, like heart stopped for six yeah. hours. Yeah, like the oh, uh, the attending medical staff had little hope for the teenager. Her skin was as frozen as uh at, at, that they couldn't pierce it with a hypothermic uh, hypodermic needles hypothermic needle. <laughs> 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 it fits. <laughs> the needles just broke on contact. Her body temperature was so low that it didn't register on a thermometer. Wow. Her face was ashen gray so color, and her eyes didn't. Like- respond to changes frozen frozen even though they figured she was dead medical staff decided to gradually warm up her body with heating pads physicians determined her temperature was 88 degrees a full 10 degrees below normal eventually they got a faint pulse of 12 beats per minute they're just sitting
2: there having lunch on her belly as she thaws out and she starts moving oh
0: oh shit (laughs) she's
1: alive (laughs) (laughs) so that clarified my next question her heart stopped
0: yeah yeah like Hours. the body was cold completely solid just like a piece of meat out of a deep freeze wow
2: yeah and see i'm not i'm no medical professional but i feel like the the um the idea of her um becoming kind of like i guess reanimated after being frozen um <laughs> all kind of seems plausible but the thing to me that really gets me is that there was no brain damage after like what 10 minutes or something yeah, without oxygen right? you start having brain damage yeah, it's no, so not it says that. here, uh, is
0: she a frog <laughs> <laughs> yeah frog people lizard people oh, yeah yeah there we go uh by the middle of that morning hilliard woke awoke uh, with spasms at noon she was talking coherently worried that uh, worried what her father might think about wrecking his car says she felt normal the whole ordeal proved to be but a casual speed bump in the overall path of her life it's like i fell Weird. asleep okay. and woke up in the hospital
2: i'm i would not necessarily call being frozen dying for six hours and being reanimated a small road bump in life but <laughs>
1: yeah yeah just a small just a little thing it was a no it was no big deal that happens to
0: everybody everybody you died and came back to life all right how many people <laughs> don't die and come back to life yeah <laughs> Uh, the water in three crater lakes at Mount, I apologize, Kilamuto in Indonesia. That has, sounded close. Uh, yeah, right. Had changed color a few times. Geologists aren't sure how or why. <laughs> I specifically left the name of the Indian village out because I was like, nope, <laughs> not even going to try that one. <laughs> it says, what makes the observation all the more fascinating is that they are all located on the crest of the same volcanic formation, yet the water in each of the three lakes can be three different colors at any given time. Not just that, the colors seem to change very quickly and for no apparent reason. It's an active volcano, so geologists seem to think that the minerals in the rocks have something to do with the... I asked you how to say this word earlier, and I forgot, and I capricious? even looked capricious. I, I think, yeah. um, that's what and i And I looked it up. Uh, it just, capricious? Yeah, it has to do with uh, erratic behavior, basically, kind of thing. Uh, capricious nature. But yeah, color-changing behavior. Lakes. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. A, that's pretty wacky. Good dude. word, right? Good word. Oh, right. yeah, that's definitely a good picture. <laughs> yeah, super weird. It has actually, uh, it has a picture, and there's like a green lake and a black one next to each other at the top of the mountain. Pretty cool looking. You would think that that would be
1: easy enough to figure out, you know, like, you, you, it's one color, so you test it when it's that color. You wait for it to change colors, and you test it, like... Right. Is it just t- changing colors inside of a test tube? Like, what... Right. There's gotta be something observable going on there. One would
0: think. This one kind of pissed me off a little bit, and so... It got down to talking about coastlines and how we measure coastlines. Oh, shit. I think I heard something about this, but I didn't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it either. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Which I don't think we're supposed to. You know, science can't really explain it, right? Uh, okay, so my thing point. was, like, there's a lot of erosion. Coastlines are always changing. We know that. It's water, dude. Sure. Like, There's a lot of manipulation going on at all times, right? Kind of yeah, hard to take. Pretty constantly. So uh, if there's any solid geniuses, any solid genius mentionables out there that's listening maybe you can make more sense of what i'm about to read uh colin this was the, this is one that i was I'm, I'm just not sure despite all the geniuses that exist in the scientific community it seems no one can still determine the exact length of the british coastline as the british carto- uh, car- carto- cartographers. Cartographers. <laughs> car- cartographer cartographers cartographic cartographic and gis uh god damn it God damn it, Ryan! Get it, All right, smart, people. <laughs> uh, smart people. Smart people. Uh, Level Johnson explained this coastline is involved in puzzling coastal par- uh, in a puzzling coastal paradox, in, in bunny ears. Coastal <laughs> paradox. Okay. okay. Furthermore, it stated that the coastline measurement increases exponentially when you downsize the length of your stick. At the same time, okay, this is the, the land that- area is increasingly unchanged. Huh. Yeah, what? one more time Say this for, again. Yeah. yeah, because the coastline measurement increases exponentially when you downsize the length of your stick. At the same time, the land area is increasingly unchanged.
1: what What the fuck are you what does that mean okay see now that that
0: was the part that (laughs) what does that mean no yeah
2: i love your idea about hey it's hard to gauge a a coastal like distance because you've got the waves that are fluctuating you've got erosion that's happening okay tides you know whatever but that was the same post that i saw where it was it said like depending on the size of your ruler the size of the shore changes
0: and it so they're talking about looking at it they're talking about looking at a map right okay and using your ruler now they're saying that the coastline measurement increases exponentially when you downsize the length of your ruler but at the same time the land area is increasingly unchanged
1: okay so one way of explaining this paradox (sighs) oh uh, god you can't explain it
0: yeah (laughs) you can't explain this
1: uh, a coastline is full of nooks and crannies made by nature. The more right. one zooms in, or in this case, shortens their stick, the more you're getting. Okay. getting the more that was my of thought too. I had, right.
0: So like you have to dip around, right? But that being
1: said, it's still the a weird amount. paradox where you, it's like an infinite increase in the length of the coastline, which doesn't really make sense. Right. Like you would just think it is well, as it long top, as it, it is.
2: It would top out at a certain point. Like right, you can only sure. go one millimeter by one millimeter right. at a certain point, or even if you get microscopic, I mean there's it's going to be there's Look, going dude, to be like an apex of that.
0: Our heads can hurt about this all we yeah, want. Yeah, that one but... was
2: crazy. I'm actually really glad that you brought that one up because I saw it and I was like, I don't
1: think that person knows what they're talking about.
0: It moved. On. <laughs> That's how I felt about mostly just like what?
1: Uh, here's some more smart person words oh, for Jesus. you. <laughs> don't don't do this to us. A coastline typically has a fractal dimension, which in fact makes the notion of length oh, yeah, in inapplicable. Say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lines, yeah.
0: Now <laughs> fractal dimensions. <win. laughs> Now,
1: when you carry that
0: yeah,
2: by Colin, two, Colin would bring up the fractal yeah, dimensions. Yeah. I, w- I was gonna like not gonna sound too smart yeah, for our yeah, listeners. I didn't we wanna... didn't want to make them
1: sound or Experts. feel dumb. Uh, just in case you didn't know, fractal, <laughs> fractical, <laughs> fractical,
0: fractical, fractal, fractal, dimensions. dimensions.
1: Fractal dimensions make the notion of length inapplicable. I don't know if you knew that. But... All right, all right, yeah, <laughs> shut the hell up. You're control. about to get
0: fucking fired. All right, rat kings. For the record, there is no such thing as an actual Rat King. Instead, the term refers to a group of rats who have decided to intertwine their tails and become one. Moreover, it seems that Rat Kings tend to stay bunched together for life, as one specimen in Germany happens to be a Rat King made up of 32 rats. To this day... It is unclear why rats do this. Okay, now is this like a commonly observed thing, or is this like... Apparently, that's like a thing. But there's rat kings, and it's just rats who tie up the knot their tails all together and act as one.
1: Is this like a crow's court though, where it's like been observed a couple times, or is this something that happens a
0: lot? Bro, I did not do that much fucking research. Did you for see you. pictures? Because is it there just is like a, a coo- picture. is it like a koosh ball Hang on, of, let me, of rats? Let me use my new fancy tablet mode laptop here. Let's everybody talk about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here you go.
1: What in the world? Okay, but
2: when you get 32 of them in there, it's just like a koosh ball of rats, Yeah, right? yeah, pretty much, right? They just kind of
1: roll around <laughs> on the three-dimensional yeah, axis.
0: Yeah. yeah, they never fall over. Uh,
1: so... I've never heard of Rat King before, so... It's not an intentional thing. It happens like from sticky substances and stuff, getting their tails stuck and tied together to the point where, like, it just snowballs and you end up with a bunch of them stuck together. (laughs) This is, like, some Katamari Damashi shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. this is a banger. This is the juicy one, Colin. You in particular, told me to keep it in. Turn yeah, up the juice. Keep, I told this, you to
1: keep it for the end because this is one... It's sends, not It's
0: not my It's not my ending card. I mean, I, I think this one's probably the one that'll fuck with us the most. It, it okay. really hurt me, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the ruler was bad enough, yeah, so lay it on yeah. me, I guess. Well, here's another ruler for you. So, Ada the Skeleton. At first, many thought it was a skeleton of an infant or an alien. After some time, it was de- uh, definitively determined that Ada is not from outer space. In fact... Ada happens to be a human who had only grown to six inches. To this day, no scientist can explain why Ada only grew this much. Now, I thought this shit wasn't real. I remember seeing these photos when they had found this. Fucking Thumbelina. Yeah, yeah. This is. Looks like like a fairy. It's like a fucking fairy. This is 100% real. Apparently, I could have sworn this was a hoax. I thought this wasn't real. Every article that I was looking at is like it's like New York Times and uh, there were Times Magazine had an article about it. There was like the Guardian. Every article that I kept looking up, it's a, it's real apparently. This is a real thing. And so it says, um, Ada is the common name given to the six inch long skeletal remains of a human fetus found in 2003 in a deserted Chilean town of Atacama Desert. DNA analysis done in 2018 on the premature human fetus uh, identified unusual mutations associated with dwarfism and scoliosis.
2: Yeah, okay, but it
0: was... Now,
1: did it, did it actually make it beyond just fetus, though?
2: Well, like, yeah, no, it, it looked like it was more developed than a
0: fetus that's what would what I was thinking. Right. It, it looked like a fully developed skeleton. Which I think is part of the why science can't explain right. what...
2: The question then is how did it become so developed inside the womb to right. the point where it looks
0: like a six-inch human being? Yeah. It's pretty fucking weird, dude, and there's a lot of other photos that I'll have to show you guys, but I didn't think it was real, and so far I'm not seeing anything. It just says did it's you, a tiny mummy in Atacoma or Kama. Did you get to you
2: read like the actual Times article? Uh I didn't actually I would pull love it to up. get my hands on that actual that yeah. actual uh, it's uh, magazine. It's pretty episode fucking issue. weird,
0: dude. I definitely definitely wasn't expecting that. I was like, um this is fake. I I was like I'm not going to look at this article anymore. This is right. dumb
1: quick honorable mention before we
0: keep going with ryan's
1: the moving sofa problem Oh, i saw that in mathematics the moving sofa problem or just the sofa problem is a two-dimensional idealization of real-life furniture moving problems and asks for the rigid two-dimensional shape of the largest area that can be maneuvered through an l-shaped planar region with legs of unit width in other words what's the largest a couch could be in any given shape and still fit through a door the... <laughs> or around a corner the, around a corner the unfortunately exact... we have way too much experience with this science yeah right <laughs> the exact value of the sofa constant is still an open problem it hasn't been solved i think my buddy solved it when he dropped his sofa out the w- balcony
0: window <laughs> <laughs> take care of that problem real quick <laughs> all right my last one here this is, uh, this is a good one. I, I saved this one for last because it is in Crystal Falls, Michigan. So this is called the humongous fungus. Some 25 years ago, researchers made a humongous discovery near Crystal Falls, Michigan. It was an Armillaria gallica mushroom that weighed 440 tons and covers around 91 acres of the area. According to the studies, the mushroom is said to be about 2,500 years old. However, Holy no one shit. knows for sure. Moreover... It's also hard to tell how the mushroom ended up growing there. Now, I just recently did find out about this because of that uh that book that we borrowed from uh, our buddy the 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 weird places around Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Now this it, it's grown since then if I'm not mistaken, so it's It's it, even larger it, yeah, now. It's even larger now. But yeah, basically the entire forest, everything there underneath is one giant mycelia, yeah. yeah. Mycelium. Yeah. It's pretty fucking wow. crazy. That's that's wild i i did see um 2500 around 2500 years old they say
2: you know uh, it, like it uh, connected to what you were
0: talking about i saw a couple of
2: um things about a mushroom that grows specifically in texas and in like singapore i think or something like that but it's found nowhere else in the world and it was a, another one of those like unexplainable why like, does yeah, it how, grow
1: why is it in those two those places, two places. Yeah. yeah fucking dope mushrooms are aliens
0: <laughs> well thanks for crushing it as always mentionables thanks for sticking with us and giving us your ears and your time
1: yeah we uh claim that we only do this for ourselves which is partially true but it would be a lot less fun if there weren't people listening to us and yeah we appreciate that yeah, we you. like
0: we like having friends you know we like having uh having friends that we know are listening to us and giving us some solid feedback so thank you guys so much
2: yeah for real guys we really appreciate you thank you so much
0: as always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, uh, mm. anywhere that mm. you can find mm. your podcast. major streaming services, you know. And
1: if uh, you listen to your podcast somewhere that we're not aware of or aren't, aren't on yet, let us know and we'll try and get there. Be sure to check out our Facebook at not 2 m and our Instagram at not to mention pod. Give us a follow and a like. Check out our website, www.NotToMentionPodcast.com. And if you have any quests, comments, or concerns, you can send that to not to at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. I'm Ryan. I'm Josh, and I'm Colin. And you can catch not to mention Podcast every Thursday at six AM. And remember, mentionables,
2: never cross a man in a leotard and a cape. He's either a superhero or insane, and either way, it's not going to be good.